0: The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to
1: force the air out through other pipes to create sound.
0: The Big Rap Show Podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reads and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian Districts, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rap Show podcast. How are you? Hope you are all keeping the very best out there in podcast lands. Hi, hello. Another week has rolled around and another championships are behind us. But let's get into the semantics first of all. If this is your first big rap show, then hello and welcome. Yes, we are the show for the piping folk. So reflecting everything from the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or even our bread and butter, the competitive pipe band scene, then welcome. Yes, as I'm very aware with each and every podcast, we introduce new people to what we do, so hello to all of our new listeners. I actually got a load of new listeners over this last podcast, I'm not entirely sure where you all came from, but hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, last week's podcast, we've done a Frequently Asked Questions as our topic of the week, and we drew quite a lot of commentary, so we did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> yeah, let's get into things. It's straight into listener mail. Uh, Right, kicking off, first of all, with an email here from Chris Anderson. He says, hey, Rob, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, but this is the first time I've managed to stream your radio show live. Yeah, a lot of people aren't aware, but we actually have a live radio show that we do every week on a community radio station here in Northern Ireland called Fuse FM. Ball of Money. It's two hours worth of live radio every week. So we have like a bit of a live conversation where you guys can message in and text in and all that sort of stuff. Plus we play all sorts of music and tunes and stuff that we don't get the opportunity to play here on the podcast because of all sorts of licensing agreements. So yeah. So here's Chris. It's the first time he's managed to tune into the show on Fuse. If you are interested by the way to listen to our show. We broadcast every Tuesday at uh, 7 pm UK time, so whatever that is in your part of the world, wherever you're listening. And uh, yeah, you can live stream it all via our website. You can go to thebigrabshow.com, so around the world, you can just click on listen live and Boom, there you go. You can tune in and listen to it. Plus, there's an app <coughs> you can get for your cell phone or your Android or Apple device called TuneIn. It's called TuneIn Radio. And uh, yeah, it's completely for free. There is a paid version. However, people have been caught out with getting the paid version. There is a free version. And if you look for Fuse FM Ball of Money, that's F U S E, Fuse FM Ball of Money yeah, you can find the radio station and then listen on the app and you can take it with us on your mobile device. You don't have to be tuned in on the website. So if you aren't living in the Ballymoney, Colray and Portrush sort of area of Northern Ireland, then, yeah, you can take us with you wherever you may be in the world. So cheers, Chris, for tuning in. Uh, he says, I play with the Washington Scottish Pipe Band in Seattle. Awesome. There you go. And he says he's been busy uh, turning my bandmates onto the show. Awesome, Chris. Thank you. He says, keep up the good work. Hashtag one of the six. <laughs> awesome, Chris. Thanks a million, man. I appreciate that. <clears throat> and if anything, this hashtag one of the six thing seems to be getting a bit confused now between both the Rab Show and the guys of the Chanter podcast. I'm getting a lot of messages saying, hey, Rab, love the show. Hashtag one of the six. So unless you're all coming from the Chanter guys. And then coming to her. So I think that's what's happening, actually. Yeah, because the guys of the Chant Around podcast, I'm sure you guys are aware now that, yeah, they have just been on a roll. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of the Chant Around podcast. As you guys know, I've been singing their praises since they started. And uh, yeah, this past week's, uh, however, with Mr. Andrew Douglas, definitely an episode that was really, really interesting. However, I would have to say it kind of ended a bit abruptly. This past week's episode of Chantarant, it just kind of suddenly stopped. (laughs) And I was like, what the heck's going on? I was really enjoying that. And then suddenly just, dead, podcast stopped. I actually had to double check my download. I actually think, that I only download half of it? But no, that was the entire episode. So yeah, come on, Chantarant podcast guys. What's the crack? You only give us half a podcast. (laughs) No, honestly, it was really enjoyable. I would urge you, if you haven't listened to the Chant Rap podcast yet, again I always say this, listener discretion is advised. There is strong language and adult themes. Uh, so if you are easily offended, maybe it's not for you, but this week's podcast is very, very interesting. The guys are talking about the USA pipe band problem and what is the USA pipe band problem and how can they rectify it? It's a very interesting conversation, uh, especially listening from someone who lives in the UK. And I'm kind of saturated with pipe band culture and piping and it's everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, it's really interesting to hear an American, uh, US, Canadian perspective. So, there you go. A shameless plug for the guys of the Channel Ram podcast. Yeah, there you go. Go and check them out. Now, on to uh, some further listener mail. I got a, a voicemail here uh, from a guy called Zach Cochran. Hey, Rap. Uh, Zach Cochran here. Uh, stuck in traffic on the way up to Chicago for uh, the Alice Towner practice for City Chicago Pipe Band. Um, getting ready to go over to the world here in a few weeks and uh, compete. Just want to drop your line, say hello, love your show. And uh, you can blame uh, Chantorant for this. Um, Hashtag one of the six. You're awesome, man. Take care. (laughs) See what I mean? The Chantorant guys are getting everywhere. So, hashtag one of the six again. So, thanks, Chandaran guys. I'm getting tons of mail and voicemail and stuff all being referred by you guys. So, thank you. So, Zach, thanks a million, guys. Hope you had safe travels up to your practice there. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys on the grass in Glasgow. Should be really interesting. And I'm sure, I well, I hope preparations are going well. And, uh, yeah, I hope safe journey. Right, on to some more uh, listener mail. Now, we've got, this is kind of a two-edged story, uh, yeah, we got an email here from Scott Cunningham. Now again, we're talking about the Rat podcast. See, guys, how much publicity you're getting? Uh, <laughs> he says, "Hey, Rab, was listening to your FAQ podcast last week and heard you were asking about people who cut through the topic of the, cut through to the topic of the week, or do they listen to the whole podcast? I know that I listen to yourself, uh, Rat and Colin Geddes and other podcasts, but I never skip podcasts." He says, "I, I." Put my headphones in when working around the house and listen from start to finish. I, in light of the Chanter boys saying they skip, why not test them like they did you when starting out? And use a code word and drop in your next few podcasts for them. That's not a bad suggestion. So that's from Scott Cunningham from Tolly Lagging Pipe Band. Go on, the lagging. Yeah. Actually, we are talking about Tolly Lagging in a wee bit. Yeah. Grant. So, yeah, that's it. That's not bad. That's not a bad idea. So we will challenge the guys of the Chant Rab Podcast. If they do indeed listen to us on the Big Rab Show, uh, yeah, we would like you to yeah create a bit of a hashtag. So hashtag Big Rab Show. Yeah, that's all. If those guys could tweet that or put it on Facebook or whatever, we'll see it. So if they hashtag Big Rab Show, we listening or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that great at creating hashtags. Uh, there you go. But yeah, it would be interesting to see if any of the Chantorant guys do the hashtag Big Rab Show. It would be awesome to hear, know that they've listened to this little bit at the start and they didn't fast forward straight to our topic of the week. <laughs> but in light of that as well, we also managed to get a voicemail from the guy himself, Mr. Chantorant, hashtag Team Andy.
1: What up, BigRab? It's Fuko calling in from Las Vegas. Channer rant and the band that shall not be named represent just wanted to give you a call talk about your last episode Uh, I wasn't criticizing you as to the way you do your show I just happen to skip to the topic because I find that interesting Uh, I might have forgotten to mention that I do generally go back and listen to the front part of the show after that uh, I think you do a good thing. You, uh, you provide a service for the people in your area for telling them about what's going on in the area, so I do think that's good. It just so happens in mm-hmm. over here it's a little bit uh, less useful, but I do listen. Mostly because I like the sound of your voice. You're a very sexy man, Rap, and the world should know about it. And now they do, because you're on the BBC. Anyway, congratulations. Uh, feel free to use this us if you want, or if it's boring, don't. But I wanted to let you know that uh, we like you out here. And keep doing what you're doing, brother. Talk to you soon.
0: Oh, Andy you're a legend <laughs> cheers man and yes i was not picking on you at all do you know what i mean i was just i picked up on that that you guys would skip to the end and i thought i would have a bit of crack with you so yeah of course you listen to the podcast because there's been times before you've messaged me and asked questions and things so yeah do you know what us on the podcasts and the podcast world because us, this grace note vortex and the chat around guys Believe it or not, people do think that there's a bit of competition between us all. And as much as the guys of the Chant Around podcast poke fun, we are collectively one big happy family. I know that's very cheesy to say, but yeah, I'm a massive fan of the Chant Around podcast. And I think in turn, the guys do listen to us. And yeah, we all love to slag off Grace Note Vortex and, you know, take the mech out of them. So yeah, <laughs> like one big, yeah, podcasting collective. You know, we're passionate about piping and drumming. It's what we know and love. And yeah, for us to be able to bring you podcasting content every week, that's exactly what we're here for. So yeah, thank you, Andy. Love the voicemail, man. And if anything, I do want to ask you guys, just like Andy was saying, that we do have a lot of very locally faced information here uh, on the podcast. We do concentrate a lot on the UK competitive scene and also the UK majors and everything that happens here. And I'm very aware that there are competitions happening around the world. Now, I would like to to know your opinion on this. Uh, There have got a series of emails recently asking if we could do more content on the US piping scene and also the piping scene in Australia. There seems to be quite a lot of very passionate pipers and drummers in Australia and a lot of you got in contact recently asking if we could do like a focus on this band and this band and this band. What I would like to put to you guys on the podcast and you can mail us in like all of these guys have and even give us your voicemails of your opinion. uh, Email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com We would like you to let us know if you would, yeah, like to hear more international content. We're very aware that we do focus pretty primarily on the UK scene. But that's because the information that we can find on the UK is very readily available. Now, I am aware that the Flagstaff Games happened this past weekend. And I have been incessantly searching for results and even video clips on anything from this event. And I can't find anything. And I don't know whether it's my lack of Google skills or whatever it is, but it seems to be getting information on international competitions is getting tougher and tougher. However, the guys in Australia, to flip the coin, seem to be getting it right. Thanks to guys such as Brass Band and stuff like that who live stream events from start to end. Plus, their associations seem to be very quick to publish news and information for their membership. Plus, for us guys living internationally, very, very great at working their social media and their online presence. is fantastic. However, getting information on competitions and things that happened in the States... This is talking as an outsider, by the way. I'm not slagging them by any means. But it is difficult to get information. If it's not up on PipesDrums.com, then you have to try and go and look through the association website. You know, Depending on whether it's Juspeba or Wuspaba, And it's, it's difficult to try and figure out where it was, when it happened, and even who competed on the day. So... I guess I need your help. <laughs> if you would like to have more international-based content, then that would be brilliant. I would love to do it, especially if you have a focus on other countries, even South Africa as well. Uh, we've got lots of content that, uh, suggested from South Africa. Um, but yeah, if you would like us to chat about a competition or anything that's just happened in your area, then let us know. Please send us the links to results or photographs or video footage even. Anything like that at all happening internationally. If we don't ordinarily see it in our search results here, it's difficult for us to find. So please do get in contact with us like a lot of you do. Uh, You can just send us results and photos and all of that sort of stuff. Email them through bigrabshow at gmail.com or indeed you can get us on our Facebook page which is probably the easiest which is The Big Rab Show on Facebook. There you go. So that would be it for our listener mail this week. Thank you very much. Guys, a couple of voicemails, actually, which we love getting. By the way, so yeah, if you are so inclined and you would like to send in a voicemail, please do. Just record a little voice clip or whatever on your cell phone or your whatever device you're listening on right now. And you can email that clip. Just share it to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. And your voice could be on the podcast, especially coming up over this next few weeks as we're running close to the worlds. If you would like to give like a good luck message to someone or even to shout out your own band who's maybe traveling or whatever. You know, it would be cool. To include on our podcast coming up shortly when um, we're going to be chatting all about the World Championships. It's coming. It's coming. Right. Let's get chatting about what happened this past weekend. Of course, I'm talking about the Ulsters. The Ulster Championships here in Northern Ireland and Donard Park in Newcastle opened its gates on Saturday 21st. And man, what a weekend! I did say on last week's podcast I was excited for this one and it did not disappoint. What an incredible day. The venue, oh my god, what a venue. I forgot how good Donner Park was. and Just looking at the photographs and the video footage and all of that, it was just incredible. So thank you RSPBA and I for organizing this event. It was fantastic. I cannot stress enough that this was awesome. Top of the chain for this week or this year I think it was an incredible event uh, looking at the, the uh, standard of competition as well it was just awesome so let's get into the results very briefly where I know you guys don't like hearing lists but let's go for it starting with drum majors starting with novice Ulster champion went to Louise Symington there of Klaus Kelt awesome louise awesome Woo. sorry for shouting their microphone but yeah louise has had a real steady season this year and uh she's constantly been in the prizes and i think is this maybe her first win i'm not entirely sure i can't remember i'll have to have a look through uh, the previous results but yeah louise having an outstanding uh weekend there in newcastle so congratulations Ulster champion Onto the juniors then, we had Charlotte Ruddock there from Battle Hill. Congratulations, Charlotte. Onto the juvenile grade then, we have Rachel Lurie of Armagh Brig. Well done, Rachel. And then into the adults then, we had Andrea McKeon of Battle Hill. So that's Battle Hill now have two Ulster drum major champions. Now, what made the senior adult drum majors interesting this past weekend is that it was a bit of a mixed bag. We had Andrea, of course, lifting the top spot ulster champion uh, she's had a very consistent season this year so you can't deny that you know so yeah lifting top spot definitely but in second position then we had david brownley from Derry clavin now we haven't really heard much from david this season so far so awesome to see david up in second spot then in third we had lauren hannah and then alicia dixon hamilton there of course from matt boyd and then we had emma Barr from the field marshal down in fifth so emma was picking up i think a major championship or two Around the start of the season, she's now languishing in 5th place down there in the final rankings. Not entirely sure what happened, but mm, there we go. Do you know what? Adult drum majors this season has been really interesting. I know you guys are probably all focused on the bands and stuff, and uh, yeah, who cares about drum majors? But trust me, if you were to start following the drum major competitions, you would find that there's a serious amount of competition in there. And... uh, yeah, I would challenge anyone to try and take up drum majoring and do the amount of prep work that these guys do. Hmm. Anyway, on to grade four B then. Who are our Ulster champions? Da-da-da-da. No prizes for guessing. Grantia, <laughs> Grantia are just storming this grade so far, man. It's just uh yeah, every single competition, Grantia lifted the top spot. Plus, they lifted the drumming as well with ones right across the board. First ensemble, drumming, piping, they just cleaned up. So, congratulations to Grantia. Looking at Grade 4A then, we had McNeilstown is our All-Star Champions. Plus, they lifted the drumming as well and done the same as Grantia with ones right across the board. Looking at Grade 3B then, yeah, St. Mary's, Derry Trasna, lifted the top spot. Congratulations, St. Mary's. However... Yeah, talking about Grade 3B, I did say I would mention Tully Lagin. Tully Lagan lifted the drumming. So congratulations to Tolly Lagin. However, it's a bit of an unusual result because Tully Laggan came first in drumming, but fifth in ensemble. And their piping came fifth. So essentially they were bottom, but their drumming prize came first, which was very strange. Uh, but... To be honest, a fantastic result for the guys of Tully Lagan. I'm sure they're really chuffed. Uh, but And yeah, whenever you listen to the run, it was fantastic. They really did play well. Um, so I was surprised whenever I seen they were down in 5th place. Yeah, 5th place, just out of the prizes, but managing to lift the Drummond Prize. Now, on to Grade 3A then. Top spot. Marleku, there you go. Congratulations to Marleku, and yeah, lifting the drum in them was thiefful Thiepful Memorial, are drumming Ulster champions, and again they finished in fifth place, just out of the prizes. So again, another strange result: first place in drumming, but sitting in fifth, just out of the prizes. Odd, odd, but great all the same. <laughs> so well done to the guys at Thiepval. Looking at grade two, then. Yeah, it was close, Kelp. <laughs> Congratulations Klaus Kelt. And lifting the drumming however with New Ross. New Ross in district lifted the drumming title. Congratulations. So and New Ross actually finished up in fourth spot then overall with a first place in Drummond. So congratulations. Now on the day on grade one we only had one grade one band competing. There was talk on the day that perhaps Klaus Kelt would be playing up in grade one to have a go but no that didn't happen. So the police service in Northern Ireland walked in played their MSR, played their medley and cleaned up. So there you go. Because there was no nobody else there to compete against them. So, on the day itself, what a fantastic day with the parade of the town and everything afterwards all down the along the seafront on that. Just awesome. I have to say congratulations to all of the bands and drum majors and the organisers for putting this event together. This has certainly been a highlight of the Northern Irish season so far. So, congratulations everyone on a well-run, well-attended, incredible event. Well done to everyone. Right. With that in mind, another little news story broke away from competitions. is that a wee piper from Falkirk has made the piping news this week. Apparently, he won a design award. Yeah, I don't know if he's managed to catch this. So, let me see. Falkirk Piper, uh, and his name is Robbie. Apparently, he had won a prize of over £2,000 for his school for designing a blowstick, which uh, eliminates the need for a moisture control for your bagpipes. Yeah I'd say he's from Fulkirk and yeah he's designed this blowpipe for a set of pipes which apparently captures the moisture just as it leaves your mouth which sounds kind of gross but yeah rather than it hitting your bag and languishing in there and causing all sorts of problems with your reads and your tone and everything uh, yeah it has like a water trap in the actual blowpipe itself rather than you needing a water trap system and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, so shout out to that, Robbie. That's fantastic. For, the, for those of you who'd like to know about the story, the link's are all up on the Rab Show page. I figured I would give him a shout on the podcast because it's awesome. Uh, apparently, he's, he's quoted as saying that the sound that's produced in the pipes is exactly the same. Uh, so he's really happy with that. He's absolutely decided, uh, delighted to have won the final TDI challenge. It was this technology and design challenge for his school. Um, yeah, who knows? We may see this product actually hit the shops. You never know because he's earned two thousand pounds now for his school uh, as a result of this competition. So who knows what next will happen? Anyway, let's fly on. <laughs> That's a very quick news story. Kill Dog Pipe Band are throwing a bit of an Ulster Scots night. This will be held in. Within the Maiden City, of course, it's part of the Maiden City Festival that's going to be held in the Memorial Hall in Londonderry. Monday, the sixth of August, doors open at seven pm, and we'll be featuring such acts as Kildog by band themselves, plus other local artists and their compere. On the night will be Robert Ramsey. Admission is five quid, and also includes light refreshments. And there'll be a dancing into the wee hours. Uh, so, yeah, for those of you who are be interested in heading to this, if you're living, living in Northern Ireland, then, yeah, you can contact any member of Kildog Pipe Band and they will sort you out with tickets. Although, I don't think you need tickets, actually. Yeah. Anyway, we've been getting a lot of questions from you guys out there about piping live. Yeah, a ton of questions about piping live. I think a lot of you are actually traveling over for Worlds Week and you want to know what events and different things you should be getting uh, yourself along to for piping live. I have to say, don't worry, we will be producing a specialist Pipe and Live podcast. We've done this last year and we've done it maybe the week before Pipe and Live. So if you are going to Glasgow, like a lot of you are, for Pipe and Live week, then be sure to tune into the podcast the week before. Because we will be producing a specialist Big Rap Show podcast, all focused on Pipe and Live. So, if there are any events and stuff that we think that you should go to, then we will point you in that direction. There you go. There's tons happening on Pipe and Live, actually. See, whenever you look at the lineup, it's just ridiculous. So, if you haven't yet, go and check out the pipeandlive.co.uk website. Full listings are up there, and prepare to be kind of dizzy with the amount of stuff that's on. It's kind of ridiculous. Pipe and Live week this year it just seems to get more and more packed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, the more Pipe and Live runs, the bigger and better it seems to get. So, yeah. Us here in The Rab Show, we have our own particular picks already selected. Uh, so, all of us on the team have been working to get and putting this podcast together. So, we will present a Pipe and Live preview special. And that will be out before Pipe and Live opens its doors. So, you guys can figure out where you're going and when. Right. On the Big Rab Show Facebook page on the 23rd of July, we caused a bit of a stir. Yeah, this is part of the of news for a good reason. We have been asked by a number of you guys on our emails, bigrabshow at, yeah, big at gmail.com. You've been asking in your droves about the world's qualification. Now, there was a statement put out on the RSPBA website uh, saying about why the thing had to be redrawn and everything. And that was all explained and that was fine. But then there was a further question asking about the draw. There was something in their statement saying that they needed to have a minimum of 24 bands to hold a qualifying event. Right? You can go to the RSPBA website actually and look at this. It's part of their big statement whenever they were talking about why the final was redrawn for grade 1. So, looking at that, there's only 22 bands in Grade 1 at this year's Worlds. So, if we need a minimum of 24, then why are we holding a qualifying event on Friday? Now, that's the big question we asked you guys on our Facebook page. And... Boom! It blew up. And I mean, it blew up. It caused all sorts of ructions. I've had people from the association, both here in Northern Ireland and in headquarters in Scotland, contacting me, uh, trying to figure this out. Now, the statement on the website does give the example of, we need a minimum of 24 bands, regardless of the grade, uh, to start a qualifying event. So... In the case of grade four B, we have fifty something odd bands. So of course you're going to have a qualifying event. But in grade one, you only have twenty two. And I think is there a grade three B or I think or three SA, three A, something like that, where you have under 24 bands, but they're still running a qualifying event. So we're trying to figure this out. We don't know why it's happening. And we don't know why we need a qualifying event on the Friday if there's only 22 bands in Grade 1. So, the association, the way it stands at the moment, are going to be looking at their legislation. They're going to be looking at all the rules and everything. And apparently, they will be coming back to us here in The Rab Show with an official answer. Yes, because... Yeah, there's been a lot of commentary about you guys of the Pipe and World. Like this post that we've put on Facebook now has nearly well over 40 odd comments, and it's including judges and some high officials in the association themselves. Uh, yeah, that are on here commenting and arguing about the rules and everything. So it's all very strange, and the rap shows at the center of it. And all we really did was ask the question. <laughs> We asked the question that you guys were asking us. We honestly didn't know the answer. So the only way to find out is to put it out there. And let's find out. So that's what's happened. RSPBA will be in contact with us. They have said they're going to look at everything and find out exactly what the rulings are by the music board. The music board are essentially the board who decide all the rules. And then it's decided at the RSPBA AGM. They're all voted on whether these rules are a good thing or a bad thing. And then we have the system that we have. There we go. So, will we have a grade one qualifying next year? Interesting debate, I think. With only 22 bands, do they need to have a qualifying on the Friday? It's a very interesting conversation at the moment. So, if you haven't yet, go along to the Rapshow Facebook page. Go and check out the debate that we've been talking about, the world's qualifying. And I think... By looking at the RSPBA website and reading everything that's in black and white, they do say you need a minimum of 24 bands to hold a qualifying event. And that simply isn't happening with Grade 1 this year. So why are we having a Friday? Very strange. Very strange. Now, looking at the answers from most of you guys, the listeners of The Rab Show, a lot of you are saying it's for money. They want to open those gates on the Friday to draw people in so people spend money. Now... I'm wondering what people will be spending money on. Sure, you'll have to buy your tickets. But tickets for entry on the Friday are actually cheaper than what they are on the Saturday. So, essentially, you're paying money to go and see the Great One Bands. Because there's nothing else on the Friday. There's no stalls open. There's no vendors at all selling anything. There's just nothing all there is is grade one bands and maybe a couple of catering vans like a little chip van or somewhere you can get a burger i don't even think the beer tent is officially open on the friday qualifying so that's strange um, so for those of you who've been to the qualifying event on the friday there's loads of you who have you know yourselves the atmosphere on the qualifying day on friday is very strange it's very odd it's just a field full of grade one bands, which is Awesome, by the way. uh, For us fans, you get to see them up close and personal. Closer than what you would do on the Saturday, mind you. Because crowds on Saturday are crazy. So Friday is a good opportunity to get to hear these bands up close. But that's it. There is literally nothing else. Now I know from experience, I took my wife and kids to the Worlds one year. And yep, that was the first time they ran the two-day event. So I took the wife and the kids and thought we went down to the Friday. And there was nothing for the kids to do. Like, after maybe two hours of walking around listening to grade one bands, my kids were ready to climb the walls. So, (laughs) eventually, I think my wife had to take the kids and head into the town and give them something different to do for a while before they came back. And I guess that's what we're trying to find out here is the Friday cost effective? Because I know this event on the Friday, ran by the RSPBA and Glasgow Life can't be cheap they have to open glasgow green and all the security staff and all of that the organization of the event itself is bound to cost a serious amount of money so with opening the gates for people to see 22 bands uh, is it viable is a question i don't know now i do understand why we're holding it over two days people have tried to explain to us and we completely understand they wanted a level playing field before there used to be all the thing with pre-qualification and everything for overseas bands and that was uh, such a thing. So yeah, level the playing field, have everybody trying to qualify on the, final, or on the Friday and then the finals on the Saturday. Which made total sense. But in this case, with only 22 bands in Grade 1, could you not hold the entire Grade 1 competition, qualifying and finals all on the Saturday? It's an interesting question. Especially when you're considering looking at Grade 4B when you have 54 bands that have to be qualified in the morning and finals in the evening all on one day. Why not open the Friday up to other grades? Now this would be the suggestion that us here in the Rab Show would definitely champion. I think it's a great idea and you guys have been chatting about it on our Facebook page. The Friday should not be exclusive to Grade 1. I believe the Friday should be as much an event as the Saturday. Uh, Yeah, so why not throw it open to other grades? We have qualifying events for grade 3 and grade 4 and even grade 2 some years. So why not have the Friday the qualifying for everyone? And then on the Saturday, you have your finals. I suppose for those who don't qualify on the Friday, Saturday will be kind of a non-event day, I suppose. So that is the argument against it. So I don't know. There are pros and cons to everything. I don't know. It's not going to be a perfect system you're not going to be able to you know please everyone i suppose but that would be my suggestion for the friday at least to try and you know boost it a bit because for those who've been on the grass on the qualifying day on friday it's just not great It's not that good a competition especially if you're not a piping fan if you're not a piping fan and just have a passing interest after two or three hours listening to bands playing msr's you kind of get a, a bit cheesed off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a debate that we have kind of started and now the association themselves are actually looking at this. So, yeah, piping news that the Rab Show started. So, sorry, we seem to have got a big spoon and just stirred everything up and then stood back. But, yeah, that's what we do. We want to ask the questions that you guys want answers for. And we also got some listener mail in this week, by the way. Uh, I'm not going to give the names because I was told not to but I was asked will we still be producing the judging podcasts because there's been some questionable decisions this year and that's a direct quote Uh, so as to what the questionable decisions are don't know but yes we will be producing our judging podcasts coming up shortly but we may wait until after the world championships and then we have time to breathe because at the minute we're in the midst of silly season speaking of silly season. It's the Scottish Championships this weekend! Yeah! Oh man, the last major championship in, ahead of the Worlds. Oh, we're so stupidly excited for this. Scottish Championships in Dumbarton. Oh ho, 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 ho. man, this is gonna be off the chain. And I cannot say how interesting every grade is going to be. I have looked through this draw until I am blue in the face. And I cannot pick one grade that would be more interesting to watch above the other. Looking at grade 1. 15 bands in there. And yeah, I'm going to wrap this up really quickly. Because uh, yeah, we all know how exciting Dumbarton is. Because we normally do tick Dumbarton results as a rule of thumb. As what could happen in Glasgow. Let's not lie. So Yeah. What happens in Dumbarton will have a big, big effect. What happens in Glasgow. So, looking at Grade 1. 15 bands in there. Wouldn't it be awesome to see another champion? <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome to see another champion? I keep saying that. Uh, we've had Inverary, Scottish Pars, St. Lawrence, Atul. <sighs> Come on. you know We've had champions aplenty in that grade. And every major has been different. And I have to say... Give a shout out to the Field Marshal, they haven't picked up a major yet. They came close at the last one by picking up the drumming title and coming second. So, could the FM be finding form then for Dumbarton? Rolling forward into the worlds? You never know. And this is what makes it so incredibly interesting. There's bands, let's say Inverary, St. Lawrence Tool, You know, you get your usual suspects all up in there. Uh, Yeah, you cannot count them out, especially Scottish Power. The way they started the season this year, whew, unbelievable. So, yeah, Grade 1, going to be incredibly interesting to see what way the chips fall. I will be watching with interest. On to Grade 2, of course, that, again, is going to be equally as interesting. There's going to be some bands in Grade 2, actually, that we haven't really heard much of uh, this season. Uh, Notably, the City of London Pipe Band, haven't heard much from them. Um, Let me see, there's other bands in here that I had picked out. Uh, so of course yeah Mackenzie Caledonian and Klaus Kelt. Klaus Kelt are just on a stomper this season. So yeah, and Balagan as well are still chipping away this season. so yeah, grade two again could be anybody's, along with grade three A as well, a lot of really interesting bands in there that could do it. I'm not gonna sit here and list bands, but trust me, every grade this weekend will be a grade to watch. We will be breaking down Dumbarton and great detail next week so be prepared because what happens in dumbarton normally does bleed across into what happens at the worlds so yeah dumbarton is going to be one to watch For those of you who cannot physically go to Dumbarton, first of all, you have our sympathies. But also, we have you covered on the Rab Show Facebook page. We will be live streaming, as always. Yeah, like I keep saying. uh, So, yeah, we will be live streaming all of Grade 1 from start to finish, plus the all-important results. Now, if we can capture anything else on the day, we will try our best. So, yeah, stick with us. If you can't go... We have you covered, especially you guys listening internationally. If you want to know what's happening in Dumbarton, get yourselves onto the Rab Show Facebook page. Give us that thumbs up and a like and everything. And then plus you'll get notifications every time we go live. And yeah, you can catch all the action as it happens. So there you go. Dumbarton this weekend, man. Unbelievable. This season has just flown in and here it is. The Scottish Championships right before the begin. I cannot wait for this. Dumbarton almost has, you know, (laughs) in terms of excitement, this is the most exciting competition. Uh, You know, well, obviously the world's is the pinnacle, but this is the one that everyone wants to do well at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Dumbarton is where it's at. Everyone is so focused on Dumbarton because it does mean so much for a band's momentum running forward into the world's. So, yeah, we will be watching with great, great interest for Dumbarton this weekend. So we hope you will be too. Tune in on the Rab Show Facebook page and catch all the action. Right you may well have clicked on this podcast because of the title this week we're talking about nerves we've got a lot of messages in from you guys uh some people saying that you take alcohol some people saying all sorts of different stuff about nerves about how you practice more to prevent it and all of this sort of stuff we're going to get talking about it but first it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website. SourceBackpipes.co.uk Contact Ross for more information. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Harris Kilt Company, based in Belfast in Northern Ireland, can provide you with some of the highest quality highland wear available in the market. Are you looking for an outfit for a formal occasion, be it a wedding or a formal dinner, or are you outfitting a band? Then Harris Kilt Company are looking forward to hearing from you. Get in contact with them over their social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, or indeed, check out their website, harraskilts.com. Com. The Harris Kilt Company can provide you with an outfit right the way from your brogues, right the way to your Glengarry. The Harris Kilt Company, 150, Sandy Row, Belfast, or on harriskilts.com. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. That's a shout-out to our patrons there. Those guys have clicked that support button, so thank you so much. If you do so wish, you can click on the support button yourself and get your own wee 30-second clip uh, of goodness here on the Rab Show podcast. Just head along to our Patreon page. That's one of the wee perks that we have. Or if indeed that you haven't got anything to shout about for, for 30 seconds, you can just pick up yourself some Rab Show merch. Yep, we've got t-shirts and hoodies and probably one of my favourites is the embroidered polo shirts and stuff. Very nice. Uh, Yeah, you can pick those all up on com. Just click on the shop icon and you can help support the show. Right, let's fly on. And you guys clicked on this podcast for a reason. And it wasn't just all my commentary (laughs) about the ultra Championships, I'm talking about nerves. Yeah, nerves is a big thing when it comes to piping and drumming. It can either make or break a performance regardless of what level that you're playing at. And yeah, with a major championship just around the corner, Scottish this weekend, yeah, let's talk about nerves. Because clearly, a lot of people could be nervous in their performance when it comes to the major championship this weekend. So, wanted to talk about it. We've got a lot of different questions and stuff from you guys, the listeners of The RAP Show. You guys have been asking about nervousness and stage fright and all of this type of stuff now. I myself personally have experienced this myself and can talk from a level of experience. I've had a season one year before that really sticks out in memory and uh, I'll never forget it as long as I I live. I was playing in Grade 2 with the mighty Quinn Memorial back in the day and I was about maybe 12 or 13 at the time. But it was my first time playing in the drum corps and we were there at the World Championships and we qualified for the final. So we were there, it was all very shaky boots as we were saying. (laughs) It was a pretty awesome day, everything was going really well. Apart from me, I was just a bag of nerves. I don't know what it was. It's just something about the World Championship seemed to really put me on edge that weekend. And no matter what I could do, I just could not play. My body didn't function I I wasn't able to eat anything, I couldn't drink anything, I was constantly feeling sick, and yeah, my hands wouldn't function the way I wanted them to, my brain knew the sets and the scores and stuff and knew what I should do, but my body just didn't behave itself because of what my brain was telling it to do, and it was telling me basically to run away. Now, I'm very thankful... That I have a very experienced lead drummer at that time, and he's seen that I was freaking out with bad nerves, and came up with some possible solutions. Now, <laughs> some of these possible solutions weren't great, I have to be honest, didn't really work at all. One of them was a slap along the back of the head and telling me to wise up, right? Come on, wise up, Rob, you've work to do, right? <laughs> now that didn't work and surprisingly uh, yeah this was the very early 90s where I suppose you were able to slap people and not get sued Um, so yeah I got a sound slap told to wise up still didn't really happen and tried all sorts tried going for a long walk tried drinking water tried talking to people to bring my mind off of things and all of which every time I strapped the drum back on again it just turned into a bag of nerves so we have what we have now And yeah, on that particular competition, I got dropped from the drum corps. Rather than bring the whole band down, yeah, I was told, step aside, it's just not your weekend, it's not working for you. So that was a terrible experience, and through that, I learned to try and not to suffer from nervousness as much as that. I think in my own head, mentally, I had built the world championships up to something that was almost... I don't know ungodly it was just like something really terrifying and I guess the mental game of the piping world is something that we don't often talk about but something I would like to bring more often here to the podcast and nervousness and stage fright is where I want to start regardless of your level of playing you could be playing in grade 4b all the way to the top flight in grade one if you don't suffer from any kind of nervousness or stage fright or anything like that at all then you're inhuman, in my opinion. No matter who I have spoken to in the piping world, regardless of the grade, everyone has told me that at one time or another, they get the wee butterflies. Or maybe even get, you know, the, the that pimply feeling on your forearms and the hairs at the back of your neck. With just sheer of excitement and stuff like that. Nervousness is a good thing. It's something that should be embraced, I think. That's one of the things that I've learned. Uh, Throughout the years, and if anything, I've heard just recently in recent years that if you aren't feeling nervous, if you don't feel that bit of apprehension about what you're about to do, then you're not doing it right. If you walk in there all full of uh, cockiness and gusto, as they say, then, yeah, you're not doing it right. Do you know what I mean? Because you should be genuinely feeling nervous of possibly slipping up and letting everyone else around you down. Now that's not to say that confidence isn't a, a you know is a bad thing because it certainly is a good thing. Walk in there as if you know what you're doing but still have an edge there to say well something could go wrong. So how do we cope with bad nerves? Well, I tell you how I cope with them. And I don't know if you guys can agree with this or not, but the only time I ever feel nervousness now in a performance is when I'm standing on the line Now, granted, I haven't stood on that line for a good four or five years now, but I can still remember that feeling incredibly well. You can prepare all week, all through the winter and everything. You can prepare, prepare and practice, practice, practice. But whenever you're standing on that line at the World Championships and you look to your left or your right and you see your fellow bandmates, you're all in the one boat together. And everyone will be feeling it. There won't be anyone who isn't. And that's... Probably the biggest thing I would take uh, comfort in. And that's how I kind of deal with it. I don't ever feel nervous until I hit the line. Once I'm standing there and I look to my left and I look to my right, that's when it kicks in. That's good. Oh, oh, here we go. Right. All the work, all the preparation. Let's do this. Now, (laughs) this is the one thing I do to cope with nervousness. ...is I pick a focal point. I pick one place for me to concentrate on. Now, I am telling you my advice. You can pick your own, but this is my one. I can hear people screaming at their podcast player already. But I pick one focal point if I am freaking out at all. If I'm feeling nervous and I get the butterflies feeling and I'm feeling sick and all the rest... ...and my hands are sweating and everything's just not going right. I concentrate on one thing and one thing only... I don't care who's around me. I don't care. If you could be throwing stuff at me. <laughs> it could bounce off me. And I wouldn't care. I would literally keep focused on one thing and one thing only. And that one thing for me is the pipe major's feet on the grass. Now, whether that's the right thing to do, arguably Sometimes people would argue and say, no, you need to look up. You need to be confident and show that you're not scared. (laughs) You also need to see what's going on around you in the arena. You know, positioning of yourself in conjunction with the rest of the band. Perhaps the core isn't as far up towards the pipers as needs to be. Or maybe you're too close. But again, this all comes with experience. My 100% focus any time that I'm feeling nervous in the ring would be on the Pipe Major's feet on the grass. Now, you can watch it this weekend in Dumbarton. People will be going on the grass and competing at this last major championship of the season ahead of the Worlds and everyone will be papping themselves. Now, I defy anyone to tell me that they're not nervous going into this. This one will be quite a large and important competition. And there won't be anyone on that field who won't be nervous, regardless of the grade. Because there's a lot on the line. You've been preparing all year, relentlessly working through your sets. And by now, they should be ingrained enough into your psyche, into your subconscious, that you can almost play everything through automatic pilot you don't even have to think about it it just happens you just play through the whole set and suddenly you wake up and you're the other side of it so nervousness can creep in because it's around this time of the season where everything has become automatic pilot but also mistakes start to happen start to relax too much Ugh, i know the set i could play it in my sleep and that's when complacency creeps in And little slips and little mistakes and maybe breaking into a wrong part or something. Maybe completely falling asleep and forgetting where you are in a set. That has happened so many times to a lot of even professional players that they just simply forget where they are. And what part am I on? (laughs) You know, so this weekend, I would ask you to watch we will be live streaming of course from yeah no show without punch but yeah watch the guys as they cope with their nerves on the line okay that little moment before the pipe major says "band ready quick march he does a little talk other bands are different some bands don't say anything and just go quick march but there are some bands where the pipe major gives a little pep talk sometimes even takes a walk through the ranks to give the guys that one little push. One last little push, I should say. Bands that come to mind the who do this is the 78th. I've seen the 78th Pipe Major doing this before. Uh, I think it was a Bruce, a Bruce Gandy and that who would used to take a walk through the ranks of the band. And then come back to his position. Now what he's doing during that is he's basically telling the guys, Right, I know you're freaking out. Don't panic. We know this. We can do it. You know, don't <laughs> just concentrate on what we're doing. You know, five minute performance and we're done. Same thing. I think Saint Lawrence Tool do it as well. Alan Tully, again takes a brief walk around, maybe the first row, the second row. And I'm not talking like he walks along and talks to every member of the band, but he, you know, he gives a small little walk, little, you know, Don't worry, lads. Everything will be fine. Just relax. Everything will be grand. And that in itself really helps with nerves. I will, yeah, I'll tell you a story. Actually. One time, we were playing in an All-Ireland Championship, and again, I was playing in Grade 2. We walked up to the line, and we had a bit of a questionable day. Things weren't going great, we had a drumhead that burst on us, and we had various different members of the Corps making silly slips and mistakes and stuff, which kind of unsettled everybody. I was one of them as well, I was making silly mistakes as well, different things. And yeah, everyone was just on age at the All-Ireland. So we got to the line, we stood on the line, bad attention, right? At this point, Pipe Major started pacing out the time, right? Everyone's busy concentrating, and again, like a bullet, I am focused on those feet on the grass, and nothing's going to distract me. At this point, the lead drummer of our drum corps decided to break ranks and walk along the drum corps, shaking hands with each drummer in turn. And I'm not joking. This is on the line, band standing to attention, and our lead drummer is walking up and down the line of drummers, chatting to everyone. Right, Rob, come on, you could do this. You know, bar, T, you're a grand, you're a grand. And then chatting to everybody, in turn, doing this. Now, Pipe Major had to stand there like a Wally, waiting for our lead tip to shut up and get back in line. It was really, really unsettling, and it's the first time I've ever experienced it. And same as the rest of the guys in the Corps. We really didn't know what way to look and how how to cope with this. I think, if anything, our lead, tip was freaking out more than the rest of us. But he needed that own assurance for himself to have a word with everyone before we hit the opening rolls. It was very strange, very weird, but to be honest, we had a great performance. <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but that little pep talk seemed to really help. Now I'm not saying that this works for every band and please lead drummers don't start doing this because it's really off putting for your players, you know, who are kind of getting into that mental zone and then suddenly your lead drummer shaking your hand on the line saying, Here, have a good one, have a good one, yeah, you've a grand, you're big grand. No, just shut up. Allow your players to focus. <laughs> They've got a job to do, allow them to, you know, get into that mental zone. So, yeah, whenever I'm talking about coping with nerves A little pep talk on the line really doesn't hurt, but don't make it war on peace. You get maybe 30 seconds at the most to get one little pep talk. Listen to your pipe major on the line. Listen to what they have to say, because what they have to say, believe it or not, even for drummers, can be vitally important. You could be saying things like, watch the tempos in the Strispe, or hold it back in the reel, don't rush on me. Stuff like little things like this that can be really invaluable for the performance, pipe majors know how to manage their bands nine times out of ten and if they're saying if they can sense it that the adrenaline is pumping in the band maybe they know that tempos are going to push a little bit so mm, listen to your pipe major on the line take the advice and yeah try to cope with the nerves as best as possibly can by doing a number of things number one like I've suggested, at that time I was dropped in the band in grade 2. I was underage, I was about 13, so I couldn't do what everyone was suggesting and saying, here Rab, have a wee sup. Have a wee sup of this here, have a wee sup out there, out there, that there, to of settling you down, no bar at all. Yeah, hip flasks. Hip flasks seemed to be kind of a staple in the piping world but for those of us at that well for me at that time i was underage and could not partake of the devil's liquor and uh, (laughs) i couldn't take a sip of it so i was suggested just you know have a little bottle of water or something Yeah, yeah try and draw your focus but i don't know alcohol i have tried it a few times to try and calm nerves and to be honest it just made things worse you know in my experience as a drummer Any time I would ever touch alcohol, my hands suddenly seem to be made out of butter. Don't know what it is. Sticks just seem to want to fly out of my hands. I seem to lose my grip altogether and just, I don't know what it is. Seems to be once booze goes in, then my hands just go to the dogs. And now, I don't know. Other drummers do rely heavily on this coping mechanism for uh, nerves. So i would urge you though try something else (laughs) um however i do know that maybe perhaps taking a wee nip out of a hip flask is not going to hurt anyone and if it does like it's a bit of a mental crutch for you to take a little sip out of a hip flask then fine that's great as long as you're not going to go blind from whatever it is in that hip flask yikes i had a guy once that had a hip flask full of potchen and you could have stripped wallpaper with it. it was lethal Anyway, and he was sipping away at that thing all day, not a bother to him. And still went into the ring and played quite well, so I I don't know. Some people have a higher tolerance to alcohol, I suppose. But, yeah, if you're going to take a little nip of alcohol or whatever helps calm your nerves, do it in moderation. Some people get a taste for it and then get carried away. And before they even hit the line, they're absolutely steamboats. So, mm, yeah, I know some players actually have maybe a pint of beer, ...to help relax, have a chat with their mates and stuff... ...before they get in and start practising. That's fine. Any band, though, however, that I've been playing with... ...throughout all of my career in pipe bands... ...they've always had a no alcohol rule. Now, whether this is unique to the bands that I've played with or not... ...but, yeah, no alcohol at all before you were playing. So, you're there to do a job, compete and win prizes. And drinking alcohol is not conducive with that. So... Yeah, any band that I've ever played with, regardless of the grade, again, I have to say there hasn't been a zero alcohol rule. So, I don't know, perhaps one little pint or one bottle of beer doesn't hurt and a wee nip out of a hip flask and that's fine. But again, just be careful that you're not 12 pints in and then, oh crap, of a competition to play at. <laughs> Grand, so the whole alcohol debate, mm, I don't know. It's a strange one, it can affect your playing, but I suppose nerves can affect your playing as well. But, yeah, in my recommendation, I wouldn't go to alcohol. I would maybe try other things to try and get rid of nerves. Now, whenever you're talking about any kind of mental health kind of thing, then clearly a lot of different methods are out there. One of which that I have yet to try, which is called mindfulness. Don't know much about it, other than I think it's kind of akin to meditation. And stuff like that. But I think once you've kind of done this mindfulness thing for a while, that you kind of are able to snap into like a really chilled out portion of your brain that just stops you from freaking out. Now, see, that's my medical... (laughs) My medical experience coming through. But I've been told that mindfulness is very good at calming you down. And in stressful situations like Dumbarton or even the world's. And you're freaking out standing on the line trying to remember the third part for the stress. Hey, then suddenly mindfulness kicks in and you're like, eh, Chill out. You know it already. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? So... And I know another thing that really keeps people on the even keel for nerves, and you may well laugh about this, but it really works, is don't focus on the performance, focus on what happens afterwards, right? Now, whether you have plans to go to the beer tent and hang out with your buddies, or whether you have a meal booked that night or something, or maybe you've got like a, I don't know, a bus journey home and you're looking forward to the sing songs on the way home. and I don't know, whatever you are looking forward to that afternoon, that evening of the performance, just get the performance over in with out of the way, but your focus is what's happening on later on. I wonder who I'm going to be chatting to in the beer tent later. Who knows? Oh man, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to a good pint and having a good laugh. Concentrate on something positive and the performance will come naturally, I believe. Anyway, that's a very long rambly podcast and giving some kind of crappy advice on nerves. I would love to know your opinion on how you guys cope with nerves ...and performance anxiety... ...and all of that kind of stage fright type stuff. Like I know a lot of people who will not step on a stage... ...in front of anyone but will play at a competition every week. You know what I mean? So there are different ways and means... ...of performance that people get nervous about. But essentially they're all the same aren't they? They're all playing music. But yeah, there are tons of different methods of dealing with nervousness. I do know people who delve into the world of superstition. Which... Can be a double-edged sword. We will talk about superstition here on the show. Someone actually suggested it as a topic of the week. I can't remember who sent that in the email. But we will talk about superstition. uh, Because there is quite a lot of it in the piping world that I'm aware of. And some people latch on to superstition in a great, big, big way. Uh, That can really contribute to either coping with nerves. Or, yeah, being an absolute bag of nerves. So, yeah. This weekend, folks. The Scottish Championships... Watch it with interest, you know, and not just for the results or the performances for that matter, but watch how people cope with things on the line. And just whenever the performance finishes, have a look at the players' faces. You will never see a wash of relief run over an entire group of people at one time, like you would see at the end of a pipe band performance. <laughs> I challenge anyone. ...not to have a little laugh to themselves... ...now that I've pointed that out... ...watch even the BBC recordings... ...of the World Championships this past year... ...especially when Field Marshal Montgomery... ...finished their medley selection... ...it's one of my favourites actually to watch back at... ...you can see the band on the line... ...there isn't one smile to be seen... ...everyone's there in battle mode... ...in the Field marshal. ...everyone is really on song... ...really concentrating to a fault... ...they go in there... they do, ...they do the business... ...they play their medley selection... ...and then afterwards... As soon as they hit that last note, all smiles. everyone You can even see a few people going, Whew, Thank God that's over. You can actually see it happening. Nobody speaks, however. But you can see a collective wash of, Thank God that's over. <laughs> you can actually see it happening. And it's just a wave of relief over the whole band that a whole year's worth of work has just been left in the arena. Um, Field Marshal was one of my, you know the best examples of that. You can go and watch it back on the BBC site. Plus, there's loads of other bands as well. I think Inverary done the same. You could, again, see a collective smile from all the players in the band. As if to say, yeah, whew, that's that done, lads. Right, beer tent. <laughs> so, as far as any ways of advice for nerves... Everyone is different. I can't point you in the right direction. I've give you some tips of my own, having a point of focus or even thinking about something that's happening later on. If you want to go to alcohol, fine. Don't kick the butt out of it. Um, and yeah, overall, just try to keep yourself in a mental happy place. So whenever you're on that line, you're not freaking out. And also, if you are suffering from nervousness or stage fright or anything like that, have a word with your lead tip or your pipe major for that matter. Tell them that you're experiencing this problem and perhaps they could help you with it. You know what I mean? These guys have been playing, uh, you know, in competition for a good number of years, I assume. So, yeah, we'll probably be best place to advise. So, take their advice. Trust me. There you go. Right. That's it for topic of the week. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in this week. Again, it's been another busy podcast and yeah, the piping season continues to march on. So thank you again for clicking that download button. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. Let's say we are available on Podbean, iTunes and on Stitcher, so you can give us that follow button, a click and everything, so each time an episode gets uploaded you'll get a little notification to say that Rab's got his finger out and managed to upload another one. Yeah. Also, as I've mentioned before, please do get yourself onto the Big Rab Show website, com, and click on that shop icon. Yeah, because things have gone a little quiet, uh, which is brilliant because I know everyone's deeply concentrating on the piping season. Uh, but yeah, if you can so and do so wish, you can help support the show and get yourself some Rab Show merch. I've actually just sent out a large order of t shirts there not too long ago uh, to the States. So awesome sauce. So uh, yeah. If you are interested in getting yourself some Rab Show merchandise with the wee logos and stuff and all on there. Yeah, you can tell people that you listen to one of the the greatest pipe band podcasts in the world. <laughs> I don't know. There are tons of others way better than us. But there you go. Grant, thanks again for tuning into the podcast this week. It's been an interesting one. Get onto the Rab Show Facebook page over the course of the weekend as we bring you live streaming from Dumbarton this weekend, of course, grade one and the all-important results. And we will be breaking it down into its small component parts next week. The last major before the worlds is just around the corner. I am so stupidly excited for this. It's ridiculous. Best of luck everyone on Dumbarton. Have the best tune possible and we will see you on the other side of it here on the Rab Show Podcast. All the best. Well, that's it for another big Rab Show Podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, Just listen to our current world champions in Vararian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.